Disclaimer time! While I think all podcasts are wonderful, celebrities are busy folks, and this may be the first podcast they've ever heard, so please take their opinions with a grain of salt. If this is a podcast you really like, and those guys disagree, just remember, you and me gave it a really high score. We're in this together, you and I, and everyone else can go fly a kite for all we care. Okay, anyway, podcasts are wonderful. Here's the show. Welcome to Podcasts Are Wonderful, episode 39. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, it, it's a missing episode. Of, they don't have it in their official list, so I can't give you an episode number, but it's featuring Jesse Thorne, Jordan Morris, and Jerry Hulkins, and Mike... Okay, I should look this up first. Mike... Group. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Krowlick, and I may have said that wrong, I'm sorry. But first, we're going to talk to my guest. You know him as the star of the new movie, Max, and also just being a general hero for the United States of America. Uh, please welcome Max the Hero Dog to Podcasts are Wonderful. Hello, people. Hey, Max, it's great to have you on. Just First of all, let me just say thank you for your service. Oh, no problem. Thank I mean, you. I could never be a hero dog like you. Uh, I just don't have the balls for it, I guess you could say. Yeah, and I still have my balls, in case anyone (laughs) was wondering. So you're not neutered? No, no, no. Okay. Do you have any puppies out there? I mean, maybe uh, a couple in uh, Iraq or something. (laughs) But I don't want to get into those those mission details it's a little kind of private shit you know and it brings up scars and so just anyway about the movie right we're talking here are we talking about the movie this is the pause podcast right yeah this is paw okay well for dogs yeah exactly i guess we'll talk about the movie because from what i've heard you can't really talk a lot about your combat missions is that right yeah those are all classified uh under strict word from Barack Obama. <laughs> oh man, what is what is Obama's dog's name? Yeah, I you know I can I remember the face. I'm a face kind of okay, dog. I remember a face of a dog. She's got a a brown snout, you know, like a and it's wet. I remember it being wet. I remember the smell of her ass. <laughs> is Bo? Authorized to give you orders or just Barack? Yeah. Uh, is Bo the dog? Yeah. Yes. Bo, g- <laughs> Bo gives me the orders, but Barack tells her, like, he'll say, sit, and then she'll relay that to me. Sometimes I'll sit, sometimes he'll say, sick. And that's when I know it's green light go, mission on. And then my handler, Kyle, Kyle's my main guy. He'll normally, he'll just, t- he'll say, give go max and i'll go but that's mission stuff i don't know why i'm getting into so so much detail about it let's talk about the movie the movie the movie come on in this max the hero dog movie that you've got mm-hmm. um what's that all about well 
you know, the reason I went to war was because I'm an actor, first and foremost. So I was talking with my agent. He sent me the script about Max, the hero dog. I was like, "Ah, I don't know, maybe uh, I I went up for the role. The casting director, he's like, I don't know if you got what it takes. I said, I'll show you what it takes. Put this project on hold for four, I don't know, six years, maybe couple of tours of duty i'll go out to iraq i'll fucking do the real thing and then i'll be back you know and i'll get this role and and that's actually what happened so that it was kind of like just practice out there and the real the real grunt work the real hard thing was the acting so that's what the movie's about it's about war it's about a young boy meets a dog and they just hit it off so your tours of duty then we're really just your Daniel Day-Lewis building a house. Yeah, I'm a method actor. I, I trained for acting. I went to the act, you know, obviously, uh, Woofy Art, the school of... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, I made that up. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. So, yes, I, I went to Woofy Art, um, which is a small little school. Uh, where they teach you first they teach you your, your basic obedience you know just the groundworks of acting because you can act like a dog or you can act like a trained dog you know and to learn to do both you need one long story short graduated from there but w- their main method was you know method acting was what they taught so chances are you're only going to get to play a dog in in the movies so you have to learn to think like a dog but dogs don't think, except for me and a couple other dogs. <laughs> your Air Buds, your my dog Skips, mm-hmm. uh, etc. Cujos. There's some bad apples yeah. in there too. Your Milo or Otis, I'm not yes, sure which. Yes, uh, ooh, one of those I don't like. <laughs> so you've got to learn how not to think, then. Yes, as a as a learner. Because the first thing you must do is learn, then you must think. They teach you a whole psychology. They kind of break you down first, and then they build you up. So first, you know, they put you in a room, you're shitting everywhere, you're eating your own shit, you're just fucking rolling around in that shit, you know, you go crazy, you know? But then eventually, they let you out, and you see the light. And then, yeah, okay, I'll wait before I pee. Yeah, okay, yeah, because you don't want to go back there. So once you've seen the depths of what a dog can really become, that's when you get into the juicy meat of acting. That's cool. That doesn't sound that much different from human school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The One of the kids was telling me, uh, the, the boy I worked with, I don't remember his name uh, in the movie. We'll call him, uh, what's a kid's name? Little Reginald. kid. Reginald, okay. So Reggie was like, he was telling me about this acting school he went to, and you know, the teachers would make you shit it and eat your shit and <laughs> roll it it. So we connected on that, and now you know, <laughs> we're pretty close. We're, we're pretty much like, uh, he, he tweets me, I tweet back, maybe just retweet. You know, <laughs> you don't really know his name, but you guys are beyond that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. You know, I'm a face guy. The UCB improv training might help you because their whole motto is don't think. Yes, I've heard of this uh, UCB theater. Uh, I think Airbud went there. It's where he learned to jump shoot. Uh, it's where he got his sick J on, you know. That's uh, where I heard he learned his killer crossover. <laughs> and that's where I heard the first time they put shoes on a dog. <laughs> it could be. 
Dogs yeah. hate it when you put anything on their feet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me, that's the thing. Paws, right? You know, right. those are our shoes. But you can't play without shoes. That is a rule in basketball, <laughs> uh, which you play in the theater, of course. Uh, UCB, great college team. Not the best. They're division, what, two? <laughs> if that. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, but if, if you want to be an actor dog, it's, it takes a certain... I don't know. <laughs> and so that's how you were able to join the Marines as well. It, it kind of went on the Airbud theory. Uh, there was no rule in the Marine rule book that said dogs can't join. So yeah, it, and there's actually there's actually there are rules, but once you're out there in the shit, there are no rules. You know, it's kind of every man for themselves, every dog for themselves. You know, you you look at the brother next to you, and you're like. Uh, he's like talking and you don't you don't quite hear him you know because you got shit flying over you and he's like go bite that terrorist and you're like I'll fucking do it and you just fucking kick in the doors you're like children get on the floor fucking waving around that AK fucking bodies dropping boy oh man but I mean oh shit I can't be saying this shit oh my so you carried a gun when you were on active duty? Well, you know, it would be in a sling over my shoulders. Uh, but, I, you know, I had one on my hip. And, of course, you keep the uh, one in the sock, you know, a little tiny pea shooter. <laughs> I would wear socks. <laughs> I would wear socks. Socks are okay, as long as they're very thin. My main job out there was sniffing out bombs. So occasionally I'd be doing that, whatever, that bullshit with the fucking kicking in the doors, you know, like... That, but my main my the shit that I was built for was sniffing out bombs, which I didn't even know because I'm just an actor. And then I was like, one day, like when I got out there, I was like, I was like, you guys smell that? Smell like a little bomb or something. A couple of soldiers like, what do you mean? I was like, I was like, I smell a bomb. So I, I'm walking around the corner. I see Bob. I was like, they're like, they're, I, they're like diffuse it. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I can smell it, but I you know. <laughs> so they get another guy for that. My nose is my moneymaker, but so is, uh, so is my acting. <laughs> yeah, your chops and your nose. Yes. <laughs> yes, and my, my ability to wield weaponry at a, <laughs> <laughs> at a marvelous, you know, skill level. Yeah. And then your your movie deals with some pretty rough issues. Like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, pun not intended. There, people don't usually talk about dogs with PTSD, but it can happen. Oh, bro, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but a lot of dogs already have PTSD in a way because. Oh, wow. Well, like, you know, at birth, we're, you know, kind of taken from our families and then shipped off to another place. So uh, it's really, you know, I don't know. It's kind of fucked up to be a dog, to be honest with you. But so we all got a kind of little bit of PTSD. But then you throw in that war shit and you got a dog that don't know what the fuck is going on. On 4th of July, man, I hear... (laughs) I hear these bottle rockets going off. I'm fucking, I'm telling my girlfriend, like, get the fucking deck. You know? <laughs> Kicking her out the bed, throwing her under it. And I'm running out. I got my fucking 8K strapped to my shoulders. My my US government issued 8K47. And I'm just like, who wants some? And all the kids in the neighborhood are like, oh no. Here he is, crazy dog coming out again. So 
<laughs> and my wife gets mad and guess where she guess where she throws me after something like that in the dog house <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i didn't see that one coming <laughs> No, it's a little joke, you know, <laughs> a little dog humor. So the government let you keep your uh, AK-47? Yeah, I mean, I needed one for the movie because uh, I don't I don't like prop guns and all that, <laughs> all that <laughs> fake stuff. You know what? I don't I don't know if I noticed the gun in the movie. You didn't, have you seen this movie? It is. I am like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but a dog. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just running through cities, you know, I'm in Fallujah, you know, just freaking saving everybody, democracy everywhere, roads. <laughs> and then I come back, I play with a kid for like a half hour, play catch with him in the front yard. He loves me, yada, yada. You know, <laughs> that's the B story, really, this whole kid <laughs> thing, uh, PTSD. It's mostly about you and Fallujah kicking down doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a war hero. <laughs> <laughs> do you have um like medals and stuff yeah i have a couple medals one i got shot another i got stabbed like, <laughs> wow. that's a less they don't give you as bit it's not a nice me- as metal as the <laughs> i have like over twenty thousand bomb sniff out medals it's like oh, wow. like uh, congratulations you know <laughs> Sniffed another. Did bomb. they give you one for each each one? Or <laughs> yeah. One? As soon as I'm done sniffing that bomb, I'm pretty much like it's like one of those uh, it's like one of those Old Spice commercials. I walk through like a past a door frame, and next thing you know, I'm in a ceremony getting a medal from the president <laughs> from Bo. <laughs> <laughs> he and, comes out for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> You have no idea how much time the president is wasting organizing his dogs and his schedule getting to different nations <laughs> or getting to the Middle East, you know, wherever they send me. I mean, mostly the Middle East. I do some, some I did some work in South Africa uh, under contract, uh, not government mandated anyway. Um, <laughs> well, you could tell me about that. That's not classified. No, I don't really want to. <laughs> Cause it's, it, I did some fucked up shit, Greggy. I, uh, you asked me earlier if I, you know, had any kids out there. Oh wow! And, uh, let's just say there's gonna be a population problem in South Africa pretty soon. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, lady dogs out there who consider you their personal hero. I'm an icon. I'm the Michael Jordan of dogs. Fuck Airbud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm pretty much Bradley Cooper. What Bradley Cooper is for dogs? Do you ever do any sniping? Occasionally, you know, uh, if I have to take out a political leader or a uh, you know save a bunch of fucking shithead kids, you know. <laughs> but it's not your thing. You're more about this no. I, I like this. I like to get up close with my kills. <laughs> you hate two things: bombs and doors. Yeah, I said. <laughs> I sink my teeth into my work, Greggy. Okay. Well, this dog's bite is just as bad as his bark. <laughs> yes, yeah, it is. It really is. It's actually worse. My bark isn't that strong. <laughs> my bark is eh, mild at best. <laughs> Do you want to hear my bark? Yeah, I would love to hear that. Oh, bark. Oh, bark. Oh, bark. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not very scary. 
I'd rather just speak English, you know, and, and uh, yeah. kind of vocalize because I could be like, get the fuck out for you, you terrorist piece of shit, get it down. You know, I could say something like that. If I'm, if I'm yeah. kicking the door into your dog, and you're, <laughs> no one's going to listen. Right. <laughs> Plus, if you speak English to them, they're like, oh my fucking God, it's a it's talking should- dog. Honestly, one of the biggest joys I have is the look on a man's face after he's seen a talking, walking dog <laughs> on his upper, upper legs, on his hind legs with an AK in his hands. <laughs> and the look on their face before I put one between their fucking eyes is glorious. <laughs> Every, everything they've ever thought about the universe is shattered. <laughs> And then their life is taken from them. <laughs> but, but for me, it's it was just training for the acting because I'm an actor first. <laughs> and I'm looking to do some more dramatic roles, maybe more uh, sensitive, thinking like a – imagine me in Blue Valentine, you know? Oh, yeah. And you've got range. You could do anything if you put your mind to it. I would like to. I love Eva Mendes. I would love to have a sex scene with her. <laughs> you like having sex with human ladies? It was just a scene. It's just the acting. I mean. Oh, okay. I was about to say. I knew this would happen when the Supreme Court made that decision. Oh come on now. <laughs> Look, I, I support it a hundred percent because who knows what'll happen next? That's what I like to say. <laughs> Hide your wives. <laughs> yeah, just tell me a story about something that could happen out there in Iraq. Not this didn't necessarily happen to you. Maybe some other dog. Uh, I just want to hear what the action is like out there. Are you talking about sexual or no. violent or violent? Um, I was thinking more like uh, the hero stuff, but oh, either okay. way, either way, it's up to you. Imagine yourself. Just being dropped in off an Apache helicopter, sliding down, hitting the ground. Wait, now is this sex or is this? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you're the oh, go ahead, dog. go ahead. I was moving at dust, but you're the dirty dog. <laughs> no, I was dropped down, sliding down that rope. Another guy, he fell. He he hit the ground, and we're getting out there in the dust. Uh, I think it was in Somalia. <laughs> And I'm looking around and uh, I can't see anything. And the next thing you know, the choppers hit, the Blackhawks hit. It's going down, it's hitting the ground. A couple, of, the two pilots are down there in the middle of the city, right? And they're like, they're like calling for help. They're like, we got a Blackhawk down, we got a Blackhawk down. I hear the call on the radio. I go over there and I save these two pilots. I'm chewing my way through ankles of terrorist scum. Just, just gnawing through them like. Paul Bunyan mowing down some fucking trees, man. It's 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 insane how they're dropping. And I get to the chopper, and then I turn around. I rescue these pilots, and I turn around, and I see that in all the haze and the mist and all the fury, I've taken out like school kids, a nun's bus full of nuns, friggin' chewed my way through like uh. Penguin, they're like raising baby penguins for science, like helping them. I, said, I don't know what I was doing, man. I got carried away is all I can say. 
Oh, and you it's get not your fault. Out. No, it's not my fault. I did what I was told. Those were orders, man. Yeah. Those are just orders. <laughs> oh, God. Did you actually have PTSD, or was that just for the movie? Of course, we had to work it into the script. <laughs> I kept flipping out. <laughs> oh, okay. They'd, they'd shut the door coming home from getting groceries, and I'd, <laughs> I'd pull out my gun and hold it up to the mom's head. I was like, drop the baguette. There's a bomb in there. Like, Jesus Christ, you know? And it took a while, and a lot of rehabilitation. Cesar Milan, he guided me uh, through all of this, and now I'm really – I almost had to retrain my brain coming back and then act. That guy's a miracle worker. He really is. And the allegations against him are ridiculous. 100%. We're behind you, Caesar. <laughs> I have no idea what the allegations are. I might have to cut that. <laughs> there, are, there are no allegations. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then I'll just cut that part. Caesar, we're there for you. Uh, <laughs> you have our support. If you need anything hidden or transferred... <laughs> Give me or Greggy a call. <laughs> yeah, you've got my number, and I don't believe any of it. And, I mean, but if it did happen, what's the big deal? That's what I say. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a victimless crime. <laughs> I, I, I mean, not that he did it. No, he didn't do it. But if he did do it, who cares? Come on, let's be adults here. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Caesar, uh, the amount of dogs he's helped, it, you got to, you know, you got to look at the work he's done and not. It's like a set of scales. All the good stuff is on one side. This huge, terrible thing that probably didn't happen. It didn't happen. I one hundred percent believe that. But even if it did, I don't. I don't. I think the scales even out, or maybe it's bigger on the good side. It's the dog whisperer here, guys. I mean, come on. All right. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't mean to make this the Caesar, his last name, uh, podcast, but just the things people have been saying. Um, it's disgusting, and I just had to say something about it. So what's coming next for you? Well, a lot of the times I can only get work in animal movies, so I know they're rebooting Free Willy, and I think if with the right CGI, I can work my way in that water. Uh, I've been working on my whale noises. Uh, I've been studying them, looking at their body motions, and just really what makes them tick, you know? Because uh, I'm a huge fan of SeaWorld, and uh, I just, I know Free Willy is kind of anti-SeaWorld, but if you really think about it, a lot of people have fun at that park during the movie before they Free Willy. That's true. And I know a lot of people think it's weird that me and Animal be supporting this, but, uh, you know, I just got to say, uh, learn the facts, you know, uh, go to AskSeaWorld.com and learn the facts because those pools are actually pretty big and I'm pretty sure those whales are happy. And people put you in one of those dog carriers and you don't, you, we don't see you flipping out about it. No, I mean, look. The, my job is basically to go smell around some fucking bombs, man. Like, <laughs> that was what I was doing out there. Like, no one gives a shit about me. No one's complaining. They could just call me a hero. Like, I actually, I mean, I did actually want to do it. But a lot of the other dogs, they're not, they're out there like, whoa, dude, they're a bunch of idiots out there just with good noses. Me, I could actually act. But a lot of these dogs are dumbasses, you know, <laughs> couldn't freaking fight their way to a paper bag, you know, like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> pertaining to this <laughs> they're, they're shit basically yeah well great i really hope you get that um is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we get to the podcast 
go see Max. I'm Max, Max the Hero Dog. That's my actual name. It's a true story about me. Uh, I go to war, shoot some shit, uh, boom, boom, come home, kid's there, whoa, what's going on? Scared dog. Hey, kid wants to learn to ride a bike. I'm like, kid, I'll teach you how to ride a bike, teach him how to tie his shoes. I help this kid fuck a girl for the first time. And then we fucking prank the bullies at the senior prom. They have no fucking idea what's coming. All their dicks get chopped off. It's a fun family movie. <laughs> okay, I got to stop you there, though. How did you, like, in what manner did you help him uh, lose his virginity? What Just put in a good word for him there's a pool party so i got us of course uh, everybody loves the dog you know i'm popular at school you know everybody loves me you know i'm the class clown so uh i I get him to a pool party i I get him a date with this girl jessica you know they kind of hit it off um they're in her bathing suits i push him into her and i'm pretty sure (laughs) that's it right yep that's (laughs) where it happens i don't know I think uh, a family movie should not include on-screen penetration, but uh, on the other hand, kids need to learn sometime. And it really taught them teamwork. Yeah. You up on his back, helping him push. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I pretty much guided every step of the sexual process for this boy. He had no idea what he was doing because, of course, he lost his father, and I'm his new father figure. <laughs> I'm like, I'm his stepdad, basically. Yeah, but I'm but I'm going to the school. I'm getting good grades. Girls love me, you know. Just you know, dog stuff. Yep. <laughs> and then the rest of the movie, regular stuff. Yeah, but then mostly, you know, but school, I'm not gonna lie. A lot tests. of it is me just busting shit up in Iraq and all other places where there's terrorists scum. I'm laying them out. Yep. It's mostly the battles, then just a little bit of uh, hardcore penetration and boys <laughs> getting their dicks chopped. <laughs> You got it, baby. (laughs) Great. So let's get to the podcast. Oh, no. (laughs) Hey, it's been 34 days since the big bomb or asteroid or whatever that made the world be all apocalypsy. And we're all doing our best to get by. What with the zombies or guys in masks or uh, monsters or aliens or you just find out that all along the real villain was man himself. Anyway, yeah, we've got all that to deal with. So it's pretty hard to get anything done, I know. But if you're looking for a leader, and I know you are, because in these situations, everyone always is. The one you want is Kevin O'Brien. The resistance is real. If there's a thing to resist against, then it's just not nature or whatever. I'm not sure. 100% I haven't been outside yet but I think this is what's going on actually I just haven't been outside for about a month and so I assume that some kind of apocalypse is going on out there the new leader of the human race is Kevin O'Brien and you can find him on Twitter at K-O-B that real yeah Twitter still works in the apocalypse pretty crazy so anyway stay safe I messed that up so anyway stay safe and watch out for the dust storms or the fallout, or um, the alien death rays, or whatever's going on out there, I assume. I haven't been outside, like I said. It's really hot out, you guys. It's the summertime. Oh my god, global warming, you guys. It's so freaking hot outside. I can't believe how hot it is in July. Anyway, at KOB That Real, Kevin O'Brien, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh no, I leaked it. (laughs) I broke character. Oh my god. 
Hey, this is kind of a weird request this week, but if anyone happens to have like an old MP3 player of some kind that still functions, hiding in a drawer somewhere, now that your cell phone does all that, if you could maybe send that my way, that would be cool. Uh, my son's tablet, the headphone jack, is kind of in and out, not working really well right now, and it's gonna be a little while before we can uh, replace that. So it feels a little weird to ask people for, you know, random electronic equipment, but if you happen to have one, I know I did until a little while ago when I gave it to my niece, and that was uncool. Anyway, if you happen to have one, just send me an email at podcastforwonderful.com, and we can can see about maybe, well, definitely you'll get a shout out on the show. Just sending me an email is enough to get a shout out on the show. That and, you know, like handwritten thank you notes and maybe we could send you your favorite episodes, podcast notes or something like that. I don't know. We'll figure something out. A way to say thank you. That is not monetary in nature. <laughs> and if nobody responds, I don't blame you. It sucks to have a person you're listening to a podcast from like begging at you. So whatever. All the usual stuff. Rate and review us on iTunes. You can get me on Facebook, Twitter, a hundred different ways. It's all in the description. And I will talk to you later. Well, right now I'll talk to you after the podcast clip. You know how it works. We've been here before. This ain't our first rodeo, friend. I, 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 sometimes I scream when I see myself in the I shower. I looked at the clock again. Oh, boy. Yeah. Michael. Where's it, where's it at? Where are we at right now? 15 minutes. Okay now, okay, now I have to say that that's actually a surprise to me. Because yeah. You just said 10, and I was like, oh. <laughs> it's okay, what well, are that's, we, we're that's at like 45 now, right? <laughs> that's not that crazy. <laughs> Probably just about to yeah. wrap it up. I bet he's about to say, oh, it's been an hour, but no, 15. As a low, look, did you see the time? Look at like, something like yeah. that. It's like you guys, like scientists should come in here because you invented some sort of room where time moves independently of the outside world. Like it's, it's like in molasses or something. Or Malaysia. Yeah. When you go outside, uh, when you go outside, robots 10,000 years. <laughs> yeah. Won't that be exciting? No, it'll be like, it'll be like the end of moon, which I can't spoil for people, but. But it would be like that. It would be like the end of moon. Yeah. Can I be Sam Rockwell? This week, Max the Hero Dog and I listened to Jordan Jesse Go featuring Jesse Thorne, Jordan Morris, Jerry Hawkins, and Mike Krulik. And I forgot to mention this before, but this is a Bad Boys of Podcasting episode. And these boys were very bad. Uh, usually, Jordan Jesse Go is kind of a just a conversational show, maybe not necessarily an interview show. They get a guest in and they just talk about their lives. Uh, but in this episode... They had never met Jerry and Mike before. They were there because of a press tour that they were on. And they were not impressed by the show or especially they were not impressed by Jesse Thorne at all. If you didn't go and listen to this podcast, I don't blame you. Um, We're we're not. Of course, this is a bad boys of podcasting episode. We're not rating the podcast itself. We're just talking about what big bad boys Jerry and Mike were. (laughs) So it's okay if we say, you know, a few negative things. Yeah. Do you mind if I step in? Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah. Um, so thanks for letting me know that this is about podcasts and not about dogs. Um, and thanks for, you know, we, we took the time to listen to this, you know, and uh, during the break. And uh, this is terrible. <laughs> this podcast is it's not fun. Uh, do you do you just mean because it's not about things that dogs are traditionally interested in or? No, all around. Look, look, I'm cultured, man. I, I, I have taste. You know, I'm not some autistic dude. You know, like I, I get it. You know, 
Yeah, you're no Elon Musk. You're a, no. you're a cool dog. Yeah, I'm a cool dog, dude. Uh, you know, I can surf, whatever, bro. <laughs> Has their butt ever done that? No, man. This dude's got freaking four left feet. I didn't know that about him. <laughs> yeah. He's got feet. <laughs> well, luckily with surfing, they don't make you wear shoes. No, no, so no. Good. Yeah, good for him, I guess. <laughs> I'm always slipping on the board. <laughs> well, you're used to wearing those socks, so it's hard yeah, to get They're so thin, so you just kind of glide. Anyway, this look. <laughs> This podcast, I just want to warn all my dog listeners out there who, you know, my dog followers, I'm trying to think of a name for you. Can, can we think of a name for my fan base? Name. 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 Uh, you know, that's a thing we sometimes do on this show. We come up with fan names for different podcasts. But let's see, for 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 you, Max, the hero dog, you could call your dog followers. The dog pound. The dog pounders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Okay. All my dog pounders out there, just be warned that this podcast, the Join Just Ego podcast, features some really fucked up shit with a dog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a I great mean, point. I, I didn't even think about that until you. Well, I mean, you. I know I was looking at you during while we were listening, and you were just you had your head down. I think you were asleep because you had already listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was flipping out, and I was chasing my tail around the room, man. <sighs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, where do we even get started on this? Well, <laughs> the very first thing Jesse says is the show is kind of lousy. And and not that and fun not, to listen yeah, to. Yeah, not fun yeah. to listen to. Yeah, and that's a that's a pretty good description. He he warned us fully ahead of time. Yeah, it, it starts with that, and then the first thing they get into. Um, okay, yeah. So these two guys never met him. It's a press tour. I actually read some one of their posts that they made while you're sleeping, and uh, like the Penny Arcade guys wrote something out about this particular experience, and they really were going after Jesse Thorne, like uh, saying he's like a creepo weirdo. And apparently, what happened was Jordan Morris, the co-host, was like 45 minutes late or something. Yeah. So that that's kind of they're already like just mad. There's a general bad vibe in the room because. This guy's creeping him out for some reason. I don't know. I never. I don't even know what he looks like. But uh, <laughs> apparently, he was creeping him out, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and they were not feeling it at all. Well, this is no judgment on the podcast, Jordan Jesse Go, but I think a person that had no experience with Jesse Thorne, uh, meeting him in his house, I, I think pretty much anyone. <laughs> would be uh, a little I don't know if everyone would have the rea- reaction these guys have because uh, <laughs> they are really hostile but I, yeah. I think maybe thinking he's a little weird is a, a normal reaction when you meet a Jesse Thorne yeah and like they the way the whole thing seems to go is that uh, Jordan Morris I guess is the more video game guy which is what the Penny Arcade guys are doing yeah and uh Jesse just spends the entire time trying to alienate them. Basically, I don't know. <laughs> He's talking about baseball like for minutes on end, and anytime they start to get into a conversation, he'll just break it up with something 
completely, you know, th- that they cannot talk about at all, that they have no opinions on it. And I guess you could say that the, the, the they're kind of doing the opposite to him as well. Like uh, they're talking about video games when he doesn't know anything about them. But Jordan's there. He's he's uh-huh. taking part in the conversation. Maybe Jesse should just let it happen. I don't think he has it in him uh, yeah. from judging from this. I, I have it in my notes here that I took. It says uh, four minutes in, Coco the dog is filleting, is found, is like on record as filleting one of the guests on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, That's I didn't dog, write that down in my notes. Somehow dog. that didn't make my notes. That's Coco the dog. I just want to make it clear that's not Max the hero dog. <laughs> I don't do that. Well, chances are good that Coco is one of those dogs that doesn't think and stuff. Yeah, yeah, probably just sees the thinks it's a sausage, you know. <laughs> and uh, I think it's likely that that guest didn't actually have his pants out or his penis out. So, yeah, maybe <laughs> I think maybe been they were, yeah. Training a dog's like licking him, and he's like, Oh, ooh, what's going on here? <laughs> he's getting all horny for this dog, you know, <laughs> freaking bozos. Sorry, it's personal, you know, it's <laughs> it feels weird. You might be willing to act and uh have sex with a human lady, but you you don't you don't condone this in everyday life. No, no, I mean, it's if I do it, it's for the role, and it's because I'm so passionate about acting that if a scene calls for me to penetrate a human female, I will, or a f- human male, or to be penetrated. It's uh, really as, as long as I am acting, it's okay. As long as that camera is rolling, it's okay. I wrote down there's like five minutes of alienation with jokes about baseball, and then they get into something that kind of. I was already bored as shit with this podcast. And then they bring up the dancers have nice buns license plate. Oh, and right. They, and they don't, I don't know. They don't get it. Uh, do you get it? I get it. Dancers. Okay. Dancers they have, have buns. Nice... They wear buns on top of their head, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, no, like I, I hadn't ballet dancers, you know. So that's the double entendre. They thought there wasn't a double entendre. It was yeah, just... but. There because was. They have good butts, and they okay. were so. They were so. That's that. But it's like a true double entendre because they also have nice butts, you know. So right. It's like, I don't know. I thought it was actually pretty clever as a ballet, as a former ballet dancer <laughs> at Woofy Art. I didn't know you, you know, did. That's great. And I used to have an old van that said "Dancers have nice buns" on the back. I sold it uh, before I went off to Iraq, so I may actually have a connection with this. <laughs> Oh, so maybe you had the original man bun back then. Yes, I, I had a top knot uh, when I would dance ballet. Uh, they say I was one of the most graceful dogs in all the Woof Yard. <laughs> I didn't make my first like uh, bad boys note until 8.35. Jesse oh, is... hold on. Wait, wait. I must say that, and during the whole dancers have nice buns conversation... Jesse compares dancers to autistic people who <laughs> who don't understand what puns are, but clearly he has never even talked to a dancer. Okay. So Jesse oh, in your wow. face. Jeez. Putting on for Man, my dancers. I hope he hears this. Yeah. Yeah, I hope he does. <laughs> There's a chance that he might actually. <laughs> <laughs> He'll Google his name and find yeah. us. 
Yeah, he's like the type of guy. And you know it, Jesse. Don't <laughs> if you're this far into this, come on, you know it. You did. <laughs> yeah, we've got nothing for love for you. Yeah, but we love, love you, dude. Love, love yeah. to be on your show. Promote, <laughs> to promote the movie. That would be great. That'd be <laughs> And you're already familiar with him, so you yeah. won't have this reaction like these guys have. Yeah, no, I know who he is. I I've heard this one podcast with him in it, and uh, it seems like a real gem. No, I, honestly, who knows? He said it was bad, so, I mean, maybe, like, he knew it was bad. Because later on, it got so, <laughs> ugh, it got gross almost. But what were you going to say about a... Yeah, eight? so let's go, Let's get to eight minutes and 35 seconds in. Jesse is pitching a terrible webcomic idea. I don't even remember what it was about. Something about baseball, I think. It's about a guy splitting his pants in a baseball, some old baseball player that nobody knows, <laughs> bending over and splitting his pants. And uh, one of the Penny Arcade guys says, are you writing the comic for us? That actually made me laugh. Like, I think that was the one time that I actually <laughs> laughed at this. <laughs> what was Pretty it? classic bad boy material. Yeah. Are you, ta- are you talking about the Penny Arcade guy was being a real bad boy there? Oh, well, yeah, I guess they both kind of were because Jesse was <laughs> presuming to do their job for them. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but at the same time, he was just like, here's a good idea. You know, it was kind of just, you know, obviously it's a joke, but uh, yeah, but then it seems they were on the defensive side. Yeah, I think so. And then my next one was at 12 minutes and 35 seconds in. Does that timer say 10 minutes? Yes. I would say we were here for hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And when he said that, I was I was a little surprised at how little time had passed. Yeah. The podcast. yeah, and then it goes on for like another 40 minutes. <laughs> and I listened to all of it. And honestly, my notes stop after I think it says, I think that's my last note. My last note is Penny Arcade asks about the time, says 10 minutes feels like hours. And I think I kind of just drifted off as I listened to this same thing happen over and over. <laughs> They started taking shots at each other, kind of, you know? Yeah, yeah it, it started off a little like they were trying to take part a little bit, but uh, they kind of lost patience with them at the the dancers have nice buns thing, uh, which was basically the first thing they did. So I guess yeah. I, I shouldn't give them that much credit. <laughs> but still, like... They- there was at least five minutes of Jesse Thorne rambling about base old baseball players enough for them to be like, why, wait, why are we here again? You know, <laughs> well, yeah. what's the point of this? We're promoting an arcade, you know, or whatever the fuck. I don't know, I don't know what these guys do a comic. <laughs> so what are you looking forward to the most in the post-apocalyptic future? Huh? I think it's that would be more my time to shine. Naturally, dogs are scavengers, so I always have that little bit in me. So I know I'll be, you know, equipped to survive. I'd probably, you know, I'm an alpha. I would find a pack, lead them, uh, start a resistance against the human population, um, <laughs> try to take over and establish a new world order where dogs are kings. That's probably what I'm most looking forward to: is the extermination of the human race and the rise of the dogs. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, mostly, yeah. I'm in it for the fashion. I just love (laughs) the bits and pieces people are able to put together and Uh um, like, especially in like a Mad Max kind of thing where everybody has really spiky hair and it's metal, it's punk, it's Mm -hmm. yeah, steamy. Like you barely have anything, but somehow you make your car into a tank and stuff. Uh It's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's all like a 
you know, mix and match Legos, basically, but with, uh, you know, random shit, you know, random pieces of metal, slap them all together. It'd be, you got a freaking tank, man, that, that you can wear. I don't oh, have I any so more notes. <laughs> I, have a, I have a bunch, but they're mostly really bad. Let's say you're at home. You're watching Law & Order, Criminal Intent, with your family, and a deer kicks in the door with its hoof, brandishing a machine gun. And he mows down your family and laughs maniacally and runs off into the night. Then are you just going to say, oh, I'm not going to hunt that deer. Or are you going to go after it? Huh. That deer I can relate to. And I would <laughs> hunt it down and kill it. Probably the minute it would kick through my door, trip mine, boom. <laughs> it's fucking dead. Got deer for dinner. Wife's happy. Happy wife, happy life. You know how that goes. I actually was pretty, that was a pretty good uh pretty good segment there you know because it's all stuff i relate to <laughs> as far as segments on this show goes that was definitely one of the top ones yeah yeah that was the, i think that's when i may have started to enjoy it thinking <laughs> about you know doing that with a deer so your house is pretty booby trapped then huh no no you know what <laughs> no it isn't <laughs> so you don't actually yeah. have the tripwire mines at the front door or no, no, no. Yeah, you can sneak in anytime. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Give it. A, give me your best. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. No, no, no. You gotta, I might be triple tricking you right now. Okay, so you're pulling one of those uh, stand your ground. I dare you to do it. Yeah. No. See, uh, give it your best shot. Uh, we'll <laughs> see who hits the floor first. So, would you say you kind of have bloodlust now after all you've been through? Yeah. Yeah, when I'm walking through the supermarket and I'm in the meat aisle, I just I see like some ground beef, and I'm just I'm thinking about uh, making some burgers later. <laughs> but uh, then when I'm eating the burgers, I start thinking about war, and that's when I <laughs> really get the bloodlust. <laughs> I don't know why I started talking about burgers, but I don't know. I love burgers. <laughs> <laughs> You're a real burger Assuming I'm an American, all right? <laughs> this one doesn't make a lot of sense to ask you, but uh, what kind of furry fetish fursuit would you get if you had to? Huh. If I had to. Uh, so. I guess uh, if this, you got it, like a human suit, that would be pretty kinky for a dog. It would have to be like a Robin Williams suit for it to be a furry suit. Uh, <laughs> oh, anyway yeah but my furry suit it would probably be like a bear okay yeah like like a big strong homosexual male uh i'd probably get like uh Twilight Pony from My Little Pony. I, I love that. Well, the show, I, I just enjoy the show. It's really good quality animation. Yeah, the, yeah, the um, artwork, like it's, they really put a lot of detail in each one of those drawings. And the characters are just so wonderful. They're all individuals, you know? And it really teaches you, that show teaches you how to be an individual. And to teach you how to be a friend. And that's something, I mean, yes. even I'm a grown man with children of my own, but even I could learn that, you know, some things from that. And doesn't that say great things about <laughs> me as a person? <laughs> yeah, no, that you seem like a great dad now. Uh, I think a lot of dads out there, 
they're watching their football and uh you know there's they're watching the stock market but you you care like you enjoy the and you value that friendship and the values of that show which really if i think if everybody in this world was a brony the world would be a better place <laughs> that's cute brony what is that like uh boys who like my little pony you don't know what a brony is and you and you like my little pony <laughs> You must be on some outskirts of the world shit, man. You must have <laughs> not been searching on the internet. You must just watch the show. Maybe you're just a fan of the show. Yeah, like I said, the animation, uh, the lessons. Oh, okay. I'm more about the lifestyle. I'm about that brony <laughs> lifestyle. I go to conventions. I'm a dog, so the cosplay is pretty easy. <laughs> I just put a horse head on and I actually look like a pony. <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't say I didn't say that I wanted the pink one because I already have that one, so we don't I don't need that one. Have you ever been to a crazy sex party? Oh yeah, that was a great question that was asked. <laughs> um, they talked about that in the show, like how how the uh, how the action is at these <laughs> at these. Oh right, yeah. They're like, yeah. How's like basically what they're saying is like, how's the fucking pussy out there, bro? Like. <laughs> The chick's getting there's freaky. Be, yeah, there's got to be webcomic groupies. What are they like? <laughs> exactly. That's basically what he's asking. I think Jesse's entire thing was, it was a roundabout way of saying, like, how can I get some tail out of my Max, <laughs> my Max con, you know? But also, have you ever been to a crazy sex party? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm an actor. Uh, I live in L.A. at the moment. I think I was at uh, Quentin Tarantino's house. He was fucking with my feet, starting cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> We we started uh, ripping bongs and uh, little methamphetamines, and but then there was some sex. Just mostly, we were just like it was mostly like <laughs> drugs and him fucking with my feet. Like you know, I didn't get off. And Quinn was he was ecstatic about the whole thing. You know, he was like, I gotta write a movie about this. <laughs> I can't wait to see Quentin's dog movie. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's from the POV of like under just the dog's belly so all you see is his feet like <laughs> and the only and the only time you get you can see anything is when the dog's like jumping up and then maybe you can get a shot of what's going on <laughs> it's gonna mostly be dialogue uh it's like a stream of consciousness <laughs> a lot of like sex and drugs it's uh it's gonna be good that's one's gonna be great for quentin too because the dog's feet are always in frame but you know people's feet will be around as well so yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime a person comes up to pet me, sometimes you get a lot of women come up to pet me, let's say, and they're all, all their feet are getting in the shot. And it, when, I, when I get a boner, you can see it goes, <laughs> it creeps up to the camera. <laughs> yeah, like up in the top right corner once in a while. Yeah. You go, what is that thing up there? Yeah, Quinn's going from the, uh, the hateful eight to the lovable four, which are my four feet. Do you believe that God created nature? Are you a religious dog? That's a great question. Yes. I'm a devout Muslim. Everything about the Middle East fascinates me. That culture. I When I was over there, I converted. Um, oh, okay. After that incident. Not the one I told you about. The incident. The worst incident. <laughs> hundred times worse. I can't even get into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's classified? It's so classified. <laughs> Bo would be so pissed if you said anything yeah, about it. Yeah, no, we're not going to talk about it. That spurred you to uh, look to religion. Oh, yes, yes. After that, uh, 
I had to become religious, basically, because they say all dogs go to heaven, but I wasn't so sure about it. Uh, so I didn't want to just take my gamble and just live a stupid dog life and just hope I get to heaven. <laughs> I, I don't even know what they're talking about half the time of this dogs go to heaven thing. Uh, I just, you know, I'm really into the Muslim faith or Islam. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm a little bit ignorant <laughs> on the subject. <laughs> All you know is you believe. Yeah, exactly. Can't attack my f- beliefs, you know? This, mm-hmm. is how my, this is how I feel. And how it feels, how it feels. So, whatever. Haters, haters hate, bro. <laughs> That's what I always say. And what you got to do is you just got to turn that into fuel. Uh-huh. Just keep going. Let them say what they're going to say. And then uh-huh. you use that to inspire you oh, to do wow. more of the things they don't like. And then <laughs> wow. they get mad about that. They say more bad things. It's like it's like a, a never-ending cycle. Yeah, just getting better and better. And the- <laughs> wow, that's you know what I'm going to do that. Okay, all right. I'm cool. glad I could help you. <laughs> no, wow, I mean, you know, sometimes someone says something to me and it just things click. Yeah, like wow, these haters can become motivators. That's uh, really good. Is it? Think you about should this. Tweet that. Max the Hero Dog uh, tank tops. Hate. Let the haters be your motivators. On the back, it says, uh, get on the fucking floor. It's Max the Hero Dog. <laughs> Just so they know, you know. So it's got that Max punch, you know. I think of speaking of Max it. fun. That should be my <laughs> freaking, that should be my convention, man. I'm fun. I'm Max. I bet if I showed up, I could just run that whole thing. Well, yeah, you've got guns and stuff. Those, those <laughs> comedy nerds are not coming to the Yeah, like somebody in cosplay going to come up to me with a fake sword, you know, slice his abdomen open, you know, <laughs> let his uh, entrails all scatter across the convention floor, grab the microphone from Jesse Thorne. Who wants blood? Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm <laughs> trying to start this uprising a little early. This whole dogs take over the world thing. I don't know if that's a good place to start. I don't think there's a lot of dogs there for you to turn to your side. <laughs> but that's the people will know. The, the, the podcasters will know. Oh, true. They'll get the word out, and then yeah, and they're very easily manipulated. They're very easily manipulated. These podcast listeners they they don't know all the subliminal messages we send throughout these. And the people might listen to it on speaker. Their dogs hear uh-huh. your words. Oh, you know, around the country, good idea. You got murdered yeah. people. I was thinking about just more scaring the people, but you're smart. You're thinking about <laughs> getting other dogs involved. This is a good idea. I was thinking hey, of a one I man show. To help, buddy. I was going to go one man show, you know, like what next thing you know, all humans are dead. And then the dogs are like looking up, like, huh? Like, where did, where did my owner go? And then I'm like, I'm your owner now. We're the top dogs now. <laughs> all I ask, I, I'll help you all you want. I just want to be your pet human when once the revolution comes. Oh man, I won't get, get you- on the couch. Uh, no. uh, you know, <laughs> you could come on the couch with me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that means a lot to me. Thank you, Max. Yes, you're welcome. And uh, don't worry, I uh, I know you don't like peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> In 46 minutes, uh, one of the Penny Arcade guys gets mad at the other one for going along with the nickname bit. I, I wasn't sure if he was mad at him for participating in the podcast or for stealing like his personal joke or something. But, hey, 
infighting with your friends. That's pretty naughty. <laughs> yeah, what a bad boy. <laughs> These guys are some real badasses. I mean, like... This is some freaking uh, Suge Knight shit, you know? They, these guys are loco, bro. Like, <laughs> I was expecting, like, the podcast to cut out and Jesse to come on the mic. Like, I'm dying. These guys are so badass. They, uh, they fucking killed my dog. And, uh, fucking clawed my eyes out blind. <laughs> I hope I press the record button. Uh, you know, that's what I thought was going to happen. That's how badass these dudes are. Instead, they just didn't play along with the podcast. Yeah, instead, they just kind of were passive aggressive. It was just like a, uh, you know, a buildup of passive aggression. <laughs> well, they were. I think they were pretty, which led actively to aggressive, C- but it led to like CD naming. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess actually they were- had that in my notes, but then I decided I'm not going to bother. <laughs> yeah, and they started talking about like the art on the walls or whatever. You know, just mm-hmm. all weird things. Uh, it's yeah. just- there was no content. It was like void of content, this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, because they would just shoot down anything that they would try to start. So Yeah, I I, I don't recommend this to anyone. <laughs> like, it's really not worth it. Like really, really not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and then to, to cap things off right at the very end, uh, you've yeah. got a, a very touching tribute to um, – Andrew Koenig of Never Not Funny, uh, who had committed suicide uh, that week. And so Jesse put that at the end of this train wreck episode that he had done. Uh, So that's a great memorial. And then he buried this podcast and it's not part of their feed and you have to go to weird websites to find it. So that's pretty cool. That would be like if at the the last like 30 seconds of Mulan, of the show Mulaney, they were like, oh, to all the people in Charleston, rest in peace. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great comparison. It is a lot like that. It's just like, who's who's seeing this message is what I'm saying. Like, you're on a podcast that you're not, it's like, not even available. You need to search it out specifically, and on something that's so many people are not going to listen to the end that they're yeah, just going to like at the very beginning. You, you, you say to the listener, "Please don't listen to this. It's not yeah, good." Maybe at and the beginning end. of Mulaney, if they're like, "Hey, before the show, you just wanted to say that uh, that way," you know, the people in Charleston, you know, okay, now let's get on to the show. You know, you're probably going to change the channel, so we did that at the beginning. <laughs> and I love John Mulaney. He's a close friend. He's very funny. <laughs> John Mulaney is super funny, and it's weird that that show is not funny at all. I just think that that uh, that whole genre of sitcom stuff is kind of dead, or it's it's hard to be groundbreaking in something that's so derivative of just the whole style of it, you know. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, please, John Mulaney, take take our notes. <laughs> you need this advice, John. <laughs> I'm glad. You have a Google alert also. <laughs> Call <laughs> Jesse Thorne and maybe you guys do something. I don't know. <laughs> but please, before you get to his house, look him up. Um, yeah. Find out a few things about him. Realize that he does go through everyday life wearing a bow tie uh-huh. before you get there. 
So that doesn't take you by surprise. Oh yeah, I read that's what I read. The guy was very they're like they were in their letter like condemning the whole interview. They were like, This guy wears a bow tie. Like, <laughs> what a weirdo on purpose with no irony. And I was like, I mean, whatever, you know. If you like to wear bow ties, you like to wear bow ties. It's not that bad. Some of your Muslim heroes wear bow ties. Yes. And I would name them, but... Because you know them all, and um, you're very devout, but... Yes, I think I saw Muhammad Ali wearing a bow tie once. <laughs> I think that's probably not true. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was fighting Sonny Liston, and uh, he said, I'm so fast, I'll beat you with a bow tie on, I'm wearing a full suit. Something like that. <laughs> he was when he boxed him in a full tuxedo. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to the end of my notes. And that brings us to the final segment, which is ratings. And on a Bad Boys of Podcasting episode, we've got the full range of one where one is the least naughty, the least bad boy, and 10 is the most, the biggest badasses are a 10. And this isn't, you know, based on the entirety of human experience. Um, it's, It's basically in the podcast world, how bad were these bad boys? So would you like me to go first, or would you like to go first, Max? Yeah, you can go first. Okay, so I think that in the realm of people getting mad at each other on podcasts, uh, this is among the most genuine and uh, least funny, uh, least interesting to listen to, even though you know this entire time they are not enjoying each other's company. And you would think that would make it a little bit... Uh, a little bit interesting, but it wasn't really. Um, so I'm going to give this one a, I'm going to go with a nine. Like it wasn't, I don't know. I think a 10, they would have to actually get to like yelling at each other in sincerity for it to get to a 10, but they were very obviously not enjoying each other's company. Like I said, uh, the penny arcade guys said some very crazy things afterwards. And there's also stuff on Twitter that I, I wasn't even actually able to see because trying to go back <laughs> six years to see Twitter stuff was I wasn't going to go, go do that. Yeah, but it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you on like your major point is that like I've listened to some awkward podcasts. You know, believe it or not, I'm a huge podcast fan. I've listened to some awkward ones and. The awkward ones are the ones where there's tension. At least they may not be funny when they're supposed to be a funny podcast, but at least it is interesting. There's some sort of actual drama there, you know? Mm -hmm. But this one is more just, they're kind of just dealing with each other. They're not like crossing that line, so it never gets really interesting. It's kind of just, I don't know, it's almost annoying. (laughs) So I would have to rate this, as far as bad boys, I mean, I guess to sit there, like, I think a 10 would be like they left the podcast. They were like, ah, oh, fuck you, man. And they left. That would be that would be like my top bad boy of podcasting. Okay. But this, they were kind of just like uh, insulting him a lot. Uh, but they stuck it out the whole thing. So I think I'm going to go with an 8. I don't think it reaches a 9 for me. Okay. But, but if I were to rate this podcast... <laughs> <laughs> give it a zero <laughs> big fat goose egg how about you <laughs> i know there well <laughs> i i don't like to give i don't oh, like to give boy. podcasts a bad rating okay um, whatever but 
um, since this is a bad boys episode, um, you know, this is this is a non-canonical uh, <laughs> rating for this podcast. So I'm going to give Jordan Jesse go. I'm going to give it a generous two. Uh, <laughs> At least it wasn't like a pro Hitler podcast. Right. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it wasn't actively <laughs> offensive. Yeah, it was just it was offensive to the like ears and the no, soul. No, no, no. Wait a second, I forgot about that fucking <laughs> Andrew Koenig yeah, memorial. Yeah, there, there you a go. guy that I that I actually <laughs> like and uh, was very sad to find out died and had taken his own life. Um, I'm gonna reduce that to a zero. Can't get through oh, saying this guy. This guy committed suicide without laughing. I noticed. No, I was laughing at the ridiculousness of that stupid yeah. fucking memorial at the end of this thing. I'm just busting your chops. <laughs> I know that that actually pissed me off. While I was listening to this. Yeah, it, it wasn't a good. Uh, it wasn't a good send off. I'm sure if 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 it was my friend or if somebody I knew cared about, you know, and like to hear that, like. You put a memoriam at the end of this episode of all episodes. It would just, it would, it would blow my mind, you know. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> I guess you're. I, I wouldn't even know how to feel. <laughs> so that was Jordan Jesse Go, the infamous lost episode with the Penny Arcade guys. Don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to the podcast. I know earlier in the week I may have urged you to, but I was wrong. Don't have listened to me. <laughs> So I think that wraps it up for us. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we end it, Max? Go see Max. It's in theaters. Support your veterans and uh, your troops. And, and your veterinarians. Would you support the vets? The vets support the dogs. Uh-huh. The dogs take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> and don't spay and neuter your pets, please. Please don't do that. That'll hurt our chances. Great link. <laughs> Fuck you, Bob Parker. <laughs> History's greatest monster. <laughs> he's truly he's trying to commit genocide in the most clean way possible. And let's all just join together and hail our canine overlords. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Great.